Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and on a podcast due for release on World Mental Health Day, I'd like to take an earnest moment to thank my co-host, my ride or die, my BFF, the yin to my yang, and undoubtedly a man who has helped maintain my sanity through the years, the inimitable Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm very good. Thank you for such a sweet intro, Rich. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good, yeah. Um, the, the results sort of helped. It's been a bit of a weird week on on some levels, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice that occasionally Sheffield Wednesday don't absolutely sort of ruin your weekend. It's a uh, it, it's a rare occurrence. It's a it's a rare thing, isn't it? Two, two wins in seven in the uh, in the old League One, <laughs> which is. Pretty miserable stuff, but, uh, you know, foreshadowing, but uh, one of the better ones. How, how are you? I'm good. I think I shared that thing with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And maybe this is the best that we can hope for. I'm releasing this episode on Mental Health Day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, it's one of the nice things to hear about the podcast is, is people do say it. it it's... Uh, it helps them, so that's a nice thing, and uh, I think definitely there's a bit of a group therapy feel for for for, for the hosts as well. Definitely. Um, do we want to just get ourselves into the into news, Luke? Is yeah, let's do it. Breaking hoo-hoos. There's only really the one item, but it was it was uh, we got a yet another. Slice of the action this week, Luke. Were you uh, were you down to clown with that slice of the action? I was. Again, I'm always, I'm always, uh, yeah. It's always nice to have a little bit of a break for this kind of weird preseason preamble, kind of uh, bizarre little, bizarre little Mickey Mouse cup. Yeah, um, I have to confess uh, that. This new fangled, I, I'm gonna be an old man till I die about this, but playing night matches at seven o'clock rather than seven forty-five, I I refuse to get on board with, I refuse to adjust to. And um even though this wasn't a conscious decision, uh, I completely missed the first half because I just assumed it would be seven forty-five, because that's when midweek football matches happen in my mind. Uh so You'll have to take me through that first half of the the match if you can. But well, I suppose before we get there, mm. what did you think this 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 lineup, this team that was uh, representing the Wednesday? We got to see Louis Gibbo for the first time. Yeah, uh, Louis Gibson, who I think is actually the inspiration, um, which is miraculous considering his age, for Elbow's uh, seldom seen kid. Hey! I think he's been working on a cocktail called Grounds for David Bates, Rich. <laughs> uh, oh, excellent. I've only been having that gag rattle around my brain for the past three days with that song and in as terms well. Of, and in terms of his first 45 minutes, he was limited to a first 45-minute performance here. Was it uh, Build a Rocket Boys or was it a corpse in the bathtub? <laughs> 
the cups in your bathtub useless. I believe <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. No, it, it, yeah, well, well, maybe somewhere in between the two. I thought he was okay. Um, I I could see how it was interesting because I thought he, you know, this is a game which it's a player with probably a lot better caliber and a lot better kind of background and kind of supposedly as we're led to believe with a signing kind of, you know, on the promise of maybe developing a fairly, a fairly decent kind of football league career for himself. I think, yeah. I don't know how much further he will go, but you know, the interesting thing is that we haven't really seen him. Right. So it was interesting actually today, it was really surreal in the commentary for the game today. I just want to kind of make a note because um, for some reason, John Pearson wasn't there on the commentary. Oh, okay. So it was just Rob O'Neill. Half time was kind of surreal for me because uh, anyone who had the televised feed would have known that basically, you know, half time comes. I, I think what happens if I follow if you just have the radio feed, Rob O'Neill and John Pearson just keep talking and keep kind of covering yeah. this thing. But essentially what we kind of had though was like I went off to the adverts, it came back and someone else was talking with Rob O'Neill. Oh. And it took me a long time to be like, you know, it's, it's quite funny because um, just as a complete random aside here, but I remember yeah. a comment made by Mark Marin on WTF podcast, and he was talking about like radio hosts about talking about podcasters and saying, well, podcasters don't do like the check-in, like they don't go. And if yeah. you're joining us now, we're chatting. To... <laughs> and so I was waiting for something like that because he, yeah, uh, yeah. Rob had a good idea of it. So it was only at the end of it. I found out it was Joe Cran. Oh, right. Okay. It was interesting because, I, you know, he, um, yeah, you know, he 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 does a he, the journalists do a lot to to get out some degree of <laughs> content. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe some of my criticism from them is sometimes it's guys, it's a bit too much content. But sometimes it's like I I hold my I doff my cap that you are really toiling to just put out so yeah. much content. But Joe Grant's an interesting guy because you know he's very much very much a, a a very much a Wednesdayite, you know, from from his youth, and this is his dream gig. So yeah. it was interesting to hear him talk about some stuff. But he he mentioned about Gibson, talking about how, you know, he kind of came with a knock, and this was hilariously at half time. And okay. then let's do a little bit of foreshadowing and kind of jump ahead here because the same thing happened again. He was taken off yeah. at half time again. Yeah, and it was yeah, hilarious because yeah. I was just about to send a message to my eldest brother, Andy, who was at the game for a rare occasion today. And, you know, I was about to say, what did you think of Gibson today? And then kind of came back out and realized that he was quite off at half time. But it, the same thing happened in the first half. And I was a little bit confused because, um, like I think I said, I'm really going in some real kind of Harry Maguire turning circles here, Rich. But yeah. um, would kind of aspire that this should be a game that should be quite comfortable for him. Um, it's interesting to look at. You know, we talked about this as well. We're playing against Mansfield, who they aren't even giving a first-team pitcher for a game like this. No. No, there was a... Because I got the... Yeah, I got the... When I eventually tuned in, I, I got the Mansfield commentary. And, um, yeah, lots of talk about youngsters staking their claim and I, and I think I, I sort of went through that starting lineup and I think seven of them were uh 20 or 21 or younger the the George yeah. Cooper the center back I think was 18 wow um of which I, I mean this is the interesting thing we don't really have a great basis of 
a lot of clubs within this league. You know, that's incredibly outlandish mentality and we don't really have much of an idea i think we're getting an idea of what the standard now is of league one which is mm. a lot better than we would think it was but we don't really know what the standard of league two is so i thought this is pretty much a first team picture for mansfield um we're kind of putting out how a mishmash with a few kids kind of amongst the picture we, you know we've got we've got fdb um i thought he did so anyway gibson i thought he did all right i thought he did okay yeah. Um, I thought he looked a little bit kind of promising, but then is the difficulty that it's a League Two team. The fact that it's a League Two team, which looks like smatterings of their kind of academy or reserves, is something else completely, I guess. But I thought he was good, so I was really surprised when he was taken off at half time. And I will say, we did defend. We defended a fair bit better in the first half when Gibson was on the pitch. Right. Yeah. Because the second half, the bit that I saw was. A lot of a lot of Mansfield, particularly that early period of the the half, it was. Um, mm. But so interestingly, although Gibson's gone off now twice at half time, mm. midweek was planned. Yep. Um, to hear Darren Moore explain it afterwards, um, all of the substitutions were planned in advance. It was players getting minutes, so very, yeah. as you say, very yeah. much like kind of pre-season match. Mm. Uh, he was just talking about the match almost as a training exercise and getting what we needed out of it. A win was almost secondary, but to de- today's halftime subs were injuries, apparently. All of the subs today were injuries. Right. Which is a different picture, isn't it, if he's come back? I, I, I was surprised to see him go from playing just 45 minutes midweek straight into the starting lineup the next game for the first team. That, that was a, particularly a defence. How much, but how much do we, I, I guess there's two things. So it's like, this reminds me of some of the conversation we had, I think previously, we didn't cover, we never started the podcast when Jos Lukai was mm. managing Sheffield Wednesday. But we did mention how he seemed to have a mentality around halftime substitutions that seemed to be kind of culturally against what we have in this country. Yes. It's yeah. a big deal to hoik someone off at halftime with that. It's very much like, I don't know, the background of uh, musical theatre and the giants, uh, the giant cane coming up to pull someone's neck off at halftime. Yes. You know, that's kind of the mentality of the halftime substitution in English football. Um, but it seemed to be something different. So I didn't know whether like Darren Moore is, is, thinking he has a different culture about that today. So it's interesting. It's disappointing that they're both injured. Yeah. i just double-check, sorry. Two of the players that started the game against us started their draw this weekend for Mansfield. So, yeah, it looks very much like a second-string team for them, um, although a considerably younger second-string than we we had out. We It was, out, it was in yeah. many ways... Yeah. And I thought, I thought we looked okay. I thought they looked fine. It was kind of like the first half was kind of end-to-end without really much of the chances. Okay. That's what I seem to kind of recall. Um, I enjoyed seeing, I thought FDB was okay again. Who else mm. was kind of starting? Who's someone who we haven't seen in the first team picture from that from that game? Do you have the lineup there in front of you, Rich? Yeah. The, um, well, so we've, we Corbino only seems to get games now in this competition, he seems yeah. to have lost his sub spot to to other players. Um, 
Sal played, Cam- Camberry played off Berahino up top, sort of played mm. the Patterson's been playing recently for us. As you say, Delhi Bashiru played first game for Gibson, but Wings played. That would be that. That's Wings' third game in a week, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Uh, Jack Hunt came back in, who's been out of the picture, uh, and then Johnson, just Johnson at left back, um, and then the subs were familiar faces back in the places where they've not they've yeah. played. And I thought Johnson looked okay. You know, obviously we can kind of fast, fast forward to the second half. You know, he had a yeah. That was a decent cross for the for the wing goal. Mm. Um, wing was okay. That was a great. I, I really liked the um, the impetus from Wing. I mean, we don't make those sort of runs. Um, you know, spoiler alert. I, I will spend a bit of time talking about Kieran Lee uh, later on uh, because. It was just a joy to watch him operate. Uh, but that sort of kind of ghosting run is mm. not something really we've had in our locker since here and Lee left. So it was really nice to see him just kind of, I don't know whether he shouted to say he was about to make that run, um, but just kind of ghosting in. And we ended up in this bizarre position of Marvin Johnson playing right back towards the end of that game. <laughs> and... Mm. Um, but the benefit of that, obviously, is it's it's a kind of in swinging delivery he's he's producing from that right hand side. So uh, wing capitalised on that. The keeper hesitated, and uh, yeah, lovely uh, simple header to to nod home and lumpy uh, lumpy header over the keeper. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Then Stephen Quinn channeled Steve Evans and uh, got really really excited, but also ran about as quick as someone who'd pooed their pants uh, trying to get to the Wednesday fans to celebrate his goal. <laughs> a small ginger man in his mid-30s. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, acting like he was uh, scoring in the World Cup final. A small man acting like he had small man syndrome. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, with the comorbidity of... Uh, of uh, being an awful pig as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So uh, I, we, we've talked. Sometimes we do talk during during matches. So I flagged up to you that I hadn't seen that first half. I said that Wing was looking tired, and then Wing scored. Um, and then mm. uh, towards the end of the game, I commented how poor Canberry is. And um, he's the man that popped up, popped up with the winner. Yeah, and I, I think that that kind of speaks to speaks to the ability that Canberry has within that. Not that I think he's some great kind of six yard box man. Just the, I don't think I particularly think he's particularly great anywhere else outside of the pitch. To be fair, yeah, or has yeah, any yeah. great kind of um, skill set there. But uh, you know, it seems to be that his goals seem to be kind of if it's within that kind of mixer he can just put his foot through it and just roof it into the net and that's, that's pretty much what he did right yeah i've seen as somebody i think maybe on it was on Al's talk i can't remember what it was Al's talk or twitter but they did sort of sum up my feelings on him that he's just i can't tell whether he's secretly good or absolutely abysmal because within seconds he will do something brilliant like the goal is really well taken 
um, and the the sort of the power he got on that made a big difference and made it unsavable. But then he just does simple things so badly so often that I mean, so yeah, sometimes he really looks like a competition winner. He's a <laughs> he's a fascinating study of a football player. You want him to win that contest, but not look like a contest winner. That's yeah. that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you a little bit disappointed that we were denied the drama of penalties? I guess so, because it it was um it was a pretty ho hum game of football. It wasn't terrible. I I must say the defending for Quinn's goal is pretty poor. Pretty poor. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's again. Maybe again, the thing that links, it's another kind of unconvincing win, really. It's not the most convincing, but it's yeah, it's two wins from two in a tournament where, I don't know, I, 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 I don't know how much benefit it kind of gives us. I'd like to think it's still that kind of mentality of like, we're winning games of football. This is a positive thing. Yeah. This is something that just, just it's more power to our elbow. I, th- I think... If I, I think that the, the it seems like the management of the club have the have a, a healthy attitude and maybe a slightly disdainful attitude of this competition. I think they're treating it sort of about the level of respect it deserves, which seems to be, as you say, it's it. This is it's a more pressurized situation than a training match, but only just. Um, it, it, it's like one of these, you know, when Arsenal go and play the Emirates Cup where they, like, play young boys and Shakhtar Donetsk and something in Abu Dhabi, you know, and oh, they come out with the lauded. <laughs> we all wanted that Emirates Cup and oh, you guys got it. Um, <laughs> but I think treating it in that way where it's like, okay, this is a chance to give players minutes when they've not had minutes. We we, we immediately went out of the Carlin Cup, so that's one of those opportunities gone. Uh, we've got a big squad. Keeping people fresh is important. And for people like Lewis Gibson, it, it means you're not throwing him, him in directly in the deep end. You're kind of, you're letting him do a little bit of paddling. With his uh, with his lifesavers on, just before we throw him in the deep end. I mean, if it's winter at Blackpool Beach, you've got to you've got to take the donkeys out for a stroll down the pit down the beach, haven't you, Rich? <laughs> and Dunkley did play, so that's good to <laughs> made good use of our time. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you as well. So kind of because I I think there's a mentality and. You know, there's very much the kind of uh, cookie cutter template heroes within football, the characters and the roles. Yeah. Especially that, like, I think, you know, it's interesting. You've, you've mentioned, well, you mentioned Kieran Lee. Let, let, mm. let me just say one thing. I mean, so I, I guess that's so rare because it's rare we've seen a play with anywhere near Kieran Lee's ability for those kind of ghosting runs. Yeah. Like, we haven't had nobody like that since. Um, a more kind of very common mentality, which isn't anything that's particularly great or to write home, is is the uh, the lanky cart horse target man. Yes, and we have a you know another another plucked from the never regions of Europe, unknown <laughs> unknown to us, lanky tall cart horse 
striker in yes. Florian Camberry, but like to bring that in since that Adi knew you has been someone who has been such a huge cult figure for Sheffield yeah. Wednesday fans. Like how, what is the comparison with him and Adi knew you, Adi knew you, who Rich is just pointing out on his Pete McKee Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> shirt as well. Like what, what is in your opinion, what is the difference between those two players? Oh, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, similarly, he would, I mean, Atty knew you. How many years did he spend at Wednesday? Seven years? Seven eight years? years, seven, eight years. It's something crazy, yeah. He was a very long-serving, long-serving I, part of the yeah. squad. Absolutely. But I honestly couldn't tell you whether he was left or right-footed. <laughs> <laughs> because, I, th- I mean, I think he must have been right-footed because that's what he took his penalties with, right? But uh, mm. oftentimes he would hit the ball so badly with that right foot that you'd think he must be left-footed, really. And then sometimes he would hit the ball surprisingly well with that left foot, so you think, yeah, no, this is fed into the eye, really. (laughs) I I think he... I I think it's interesting because neither of them are classic big men. From You know, Atty had the size... To, that sort of made him unplayable in certain situations, which obviously Canberry doesn't can't lean on that. He's he's six two, and he's fairly slightly built. Mm. Um, he's not he's not kind of a uh, he's not a big monster. He doesn't so so that that doesn't help him. But I think similarly, he wants the ball probably with his back to goal and to feed things out from from his feet really, rather than have it pinged at his chest or his or his head which is similar to Atinuri really he didn't that his best moments really were taking the ball with the ball at his feet he you know good the classic good feet for a big man thing was was uh, very much in play for for Atty. um i wish we had somebody with that with his sort of dogged level of hard work because even though he was the opposite of an athlete I always think, always felt like Atty put a shift in for the team, and I don't, I don't know if I'm getting that too often with Canberra hmm. thus far. And how do we feel about that in terms of players? And that we seem to have Gregory, who seems to offer a lot more. Yeah, a lot more for a tall, a tall striker. He's uh, 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 first and foremost, he is a better build. I think Gregory. I he think is very much so. Yeah, he's a unit. In the in the classical sense of the word, <laughs> I believe he got a BA in shithousery. <laughs> he failed the brick unit, but he was he was right on the cusp. <laughs> um, but uh, what's uh, Gregory's an interesting figure. Mm. Uh, like today was almost case in point for what a sort of fascinating footballer we have on our hands, really. In, mm. in uh, Gregory. Very much so. Do you think, think that's I, enough to kind of chop off the uh, chop off the segments of our breaking hoo-hoos? I think so. I think that probably we can get on to and we can go and talk about the main the main meal. Mm. The entree. Is it an entree? Is an entree the main meal? It's always the worst thing, but I think it's just the, the well, entree word. in the world is the starter. 
Right. In North America, it's the main because right. it's fucking dumb here. Yeah. Oh, we speak French. Yes. We are having our own trays. I'm just starting, you stupid woman. <laughs> Rich and I are looking forward to uh, I created a monster and I immediately feared the monster. I stared into the eyes of the monster and that lady and did not like her. Um, right. Luke loves lineups. What did Luke, you think of this Luke wacky, wacky lineup, lineups. Luke? Lineup is bananas. The first four words of my Evernote about B-A-N-A-N-A-N. Bolton. N-A-N-A-N. This lineup is bananas. Uh, so I like seeing Gibson getting a go, and I like seeing Dunkley getting benched. Still, I'm still <laughs> unsure of Hutchins centre mid. Uh, disappointed Adeniran is benched. Yeah, and here's where I made my first wrong footing. I said damning to give Palmer the left back berth, and then in brackets afterwards, I'm wrong about that because <laughs> it looked like a free five two. Yeah, yeah, that's how it started with Jaden Brown, texture like sun, as left winger. Because <laughs> I was looking at him, being like, "Is this a four four two? Yeah, I was. Several possibilities were. Uh... When was the last time we saw the four four two at Hillsborough? That was played by Sheffield Wednesday. Well, we so... sort of did it at one point today, vaguely. We didn't start with it, though, did we? No, we didn't. It wasn't no. the starting intention. I don't know. It was not the starting intention, um, but obviously... I feel like Inspector Gadget's having a serious malfunction. Of lots of his working parts when I'm watching Sheffield Wednesday's lineup, you know. Oh, well, we yeah. did the start of the second half. Jack Hunt was right back. Dominic mm-hmm. Iorfa and Dunkley were the centre backs, and uh, Palmer was playing left back. So, oh, interesting. Get, I, I suppose maybe it wasn't four four two up up top because it was a bit. Mm. It's a bit wonky. It's a bit wonky. But then I thought, like, the interesting thing, because I thought, like, Flashcore were telling me it was a 4 one which it, it was not at all. But, I mean, that's an interesting... Uh, yeah. That'd be an interesting formation with the characters. Whatever happened, like, Palmer was not left-back. Palmer was, in my world, you know, the right man of the three, three, three at the back. Yeah. I, I wonder if that was particularly to cope with Doyle, because I think Doyle's got himself some goals, hasn't he, so far, this season i don't know if that's the case i'm i'm severely depressed by the mentality <laughs> that we're trying wacky shit to try and negate a team like bolton at home bolton a team who um have a comment to say about bolton later that i think is i i feel quite proud of myself but i'll uh i'll just tease <laughs> that one now they're the top scorers in the division right before the today. top goal scorers in their division before today really I'm pretty sure that's the case. Or they're right up there. Wow. They scored double the amount of goals we had. Well, that's not hard, is it? Right, before today, and then that's a wave score 20, we've got 11. Yeah. You know, we've got like, we have like the second meanest defence in this league. I know, you wouldn't think it, but yeah, somehow. I know, I know. But then we've got like something like the seventh worst score in this league. Goals for. That's how it. That's how it all works out. That's, that's how, how it pans out, it. folks. That's how it works. Um. So yeah, the lineup was kind of strange. I'm looking at it again and being like, I don't know. I don't know. 
maybe it's not Doyle. Maybe so. I'm just looking that. So <coughs> I didn't really pick this up. Apologies to the copper. Um, but the they've got this on my uh, on my page here on uh, on Sofa School. Uh, that Sarah Sarchevich was sort of playing up alongside or just off Doyle. So I don't know. Maybe it just felt like we were trying to do. I, I, it felt like we were trying to give Iol for the the time and space to be the last man and and snuff things out. Basically, that's what it felt like. To right. Me. You know who the top goal scorer is, Rich? I'll give you a hint. It's not a full lion. <laughs> it's off a line. Hey. <laughs> He's got six goals. Off a lion. Yeah, Affelion was six goals. Six goals, that's pretty decent. That's a pretty it is decent, very decent. Uh, decent return. Especially when he, he's as toilet as he appeared today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did a lot of running across the front of the, the box aimlessly and then getting tackled. A mm. lot of moaning. Mm-hmm. A lot of diving. He got a yellow mm-hmm. card for diving. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of, a whole heap of anything else. A really bad decision to shoot with his left foot. I guess that comes from the, that's the hubris of being a six goal man at this point in time. I thought you were going to say that's the territory of being toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. An interesting lineup, and obviously from from a Wednesday perspective, looking at their team, we had the the curse of the X possibilities of Elias Kachunga lining up on that right wing berth, and mm-hmm. Kieran Lee with his free role in the midfield. Um, I don't know how it still would have felt with a, a theoretical universe like the the worst episode of uh, the Marvel uh, Disney Plus show What If. Which would be like, what if Wednesday re-signed Elias Kachunka? <laughs> yeah, <it>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he was just as unconvincing as uh, as he's ever been. Mm. He, he had a good start though, didn't he? It looks like it's not continued, but he had. Didn't he pick up an assist or two and maybe get a goal? Sure. Early doors. I'm sure you're not wrong, Rich. Well, people were kind of going, we've just let him go and look what he's doing, because they like to do that. Because they like to do that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing that people do. It was like, we did watch him for nine months and he, was, he mm. wasn't. He never did anything for us, so it doesn't really matter what he's doing now. Um, so, yeah, so we, had, so we kind of had this odd midfield trio of Bannon, Hutch and Patterson doing his... A bit of attacking and a bit of defending, a bit of uh, midfield work. Mm. Uh, wing backs in Jaden Brown and, and Jack Hunt and Berahino and Gregory, sort of up top together, but also sort of playing wings whilst Patterson went charged through the middle. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm glad. I don't know. I, I... Priestley said a thing. I think of. I think I. Th- I think a thing that Wednesday don't do very much and very well is moving around and creating space. Mm. So I like the idea of having some fluidity, but there doesn't seem to be any understanding of cohesion in that. 
no one seems to understand what anyone else is doing, let alone what they're they are doing themselves. I don't think. No. I never really get any kind of greats. You know, there's some moments where I, I don't get those moments of genius where like, I'm glad you broke your position to inspire what is coming now. Well, we did have one moment of inspiration today. I don't know if you picked up on this or whether you enjoyed it, but the the twice today, it worked, it nearly, nearly worked the first time. Um, what did you think of the odd, like, burst forward from Dominic Iorfa? Like, at a goal kick, he ended up on the right wing um, and kind of, yeah, like, an awkward gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> Worked the ball towards Gregory, who took it around the goalie, but then couldn't really do anything with it. Nearly worked. It nearly worked that first time, being a bit, doing something a bit mad, a bit off the cuff. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. So, shall I? Let's. I'll just kind of scan through some of the. I'm being moments. very scattergun. Sorry. I know that's that's fine. From the off, I mean, we dispossessed them and, and broke. Uh, Berahino fizzes it wide in the first yeah. thirty seconds. That was something, and then. Then we nearly drop a bollock. Yeah, Lewis Gibson has the worst possible start to his Hillsborough debut. <laughs> uh, and then it seemed to be kind of a, a mild stream of Bolton pressure, really. Well, that, that was mean, the moment on the 13th. I said, long ball chip forward. That was Gregory heading over the keeper, but he yeah. couldn't keep it in. Yeah. Yeah. So that was prompted by a bit of chaos caused by Dominic Iorfa pushing up on that right-hand side. Mm. And Wildsmith, weirdly, not passing the ball to him because <laughs> he can't kick it over that way. Um, he he kicked it sort of where he's been kicking it all the rest of the game. But Iorfa got involved, forced his way in. Hmm. Um, I think a couple of moments I think that kind of sum up Sheffield Wednesday in this half football. So one that I want to kind of speak about, uh, I'll speak about first, and the second one I'll come back to talking about Dominic Iorfa again. Uh, 25th minute, promising break with a 1-2 with Hunt, ends up with Wednesday cycling it back to, to Wildsmith. Yeah, there's a few frustrating moments like that. Yeah. The other moment afterwards, the one I thought you were going to talk about with Dominic Iolfa was the 27th minute mark. Iolfa has the best moment again for Wednesday by surging out from the back, but loses the ball and clumbers into Williams and gets a yellow. Yes. <laughs> that was um, that was fun. That was funny. It looked like it was going to be amazing for a minute. It just, absolutely. It's just one of those great moments where, you know, Dominic Iolfa just unrolls his legs and does a whole mm. kind of, uh, you know, the uh, four by four off-roading you know, his monster truck tires in the middle of the park that we said we enjoyed previously, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Power yeah. wheels. Exactly. Power, power, power wheels. And I I mean, I, I don't know, it's such a weird... Like, again, that whole cycling at back, um, Rob O'Neill made the commentary, which I kind of really agree with, just saying that Wednesday were very poor in possession, and it's, it wasn't really working very much playing out the back. I thought we looked a lot more effective when... You know, just 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 gearing it forward to, to Gregory. To be um, honest with you, I I wonder how much there is chicken and egg because is it the fact that we are being careful and sensible in possession most of the time that makes the change up long ball 
more effective because if you're generally as a t- as an op- opposing team you set up for one or the other you're not that's interesting that's interesting and definitely there's a period it was more effective second half but there was a period where they got i think the goal slightly they got caught the other they got caught sort of in one shape when we when we played the other we played the long ball um when they were kind of set up for us to do a sh- another short the free kicks so often our free kicks result in pressure for ourselves because we insist on playing it to the center backs who by and large aren't that comfortable mm. um, but they were kind of set up for us to do another maintain possession type free kick and then when we when we did hit it long they were completely all out of shape for it which 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 led to the to the situation that's good i'm glad that i'm glad that there's there's more of a a tactical nous behind that which is making it possible so i i really appreciate that that could be but yeah. that, I, i'll be honest that's probably the best stuff i think we've seen from wednesday for the last few games really well i think it really helps having patterson in that whole sort of position because he's a nuisance to for defenders because i think they can't decide if they go with him then they're leaving one of our other threats unmarked mm. um, but if they leave him to win the header he actually quite often does win the header he's pretty effective at that so um so if you stay with your man you can also end up in a in a difficult situation it, it, yeah it, i think it took us a while to find that rhythm but i I thought once we did today was probably one of the, one of the more effective performances we've had. But I do I do know what you mean. That that first half there was a couple of moments where um, we very frustratingly sort of turned back and 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 almost ended up as well. In fact, I think in fact we literally ended up with back with Wildsmith from an attacking position at one point, yeah. which is I know that I mean it does annoy me as much as anybody else. As much as um, it annoyed the crowd, very clearly. You know that was it was yeah. very, it was very obvious to see how much that frustrates Hillsborough. Yeah, I, I have to say I, I I don't think Hillsborough is I I don't want to blame fans, but I don't think Hillsborough is helping this team at this point in time. No, but then it, it collectively no. got on board with the fact that this is a more difficult mission than we all hoped it would be. We are not going to be wiping teams off the face of the earth in this division. We are. It's going to be hard work. Mm. Um, but there's still that huge expectation from a yeah. crowd, which is not helpful. It's not a helpful energy. Um, but then the mentality of like the chicken and egg, you know, you kind of really want the team to get that picture. I, I was sort of saying it, we've always been a, a you know for as long as I can remember really by and large we're a team that we're a crowd that needs the team to g us up to get get us going. Yeah, completely. Um, but I, I do think with this with the with the possession at the back, I think part of it is we're not that con- we're not convincing enough to even. Like I don't think we believe in them doing it. Maybe they now believe in it as players because it's what they're being told every day. But like watching it, certainly Dunkley. I mean, it just does not look natural. Him being asked to do what he's doing on the ball. <laughs> that weird, like lolloping, 
long ball he played in the second half where he's like he looks and he looks at the ball and he looks at the man again and he looks and then he hits it six feet away from them it just doesn't uh, yeah it's very uncomfortable and Gibson grew into the game thankfully I think the first obviously that first thing is a night that's a nightmare start and it could have easily been a goal we were very very lucky not to we were from that um but interesting maybe, to look back from the kind of retrospective now, having seen the entire game and say one of the only reason, one of the only moments of any great threat from Bolton. I think you're right, actually. It's amazing. You should, um, if anybody wants to read Delusion, uh, Ian Everett's post-match comments are pretty, pretty tasty. Um, if you if you like your delu- your you know your delusion hot and crispy, um, Ian Everett is serving up something that you will find a very tasty treat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there was a lot of bluster. I think they had some half chances, but mm. really, while Smith didn't have to do a huge amount, there was no. second half he had, he had to make that save from Doyle. Mm. Um, but other than that, really, there wasn't. They didn't get much ha- going, really, of of uh, of note. And comparatively, mm. we had some fairly decent chances ourselves. I mean, that Berahino one early doors. Okay, you know, everybody's a bit. <laughs> you've got to warm up to the game, and he didn't really get a hold of it. Yeah. Brown had some really great opportunities, but just did weird things with them. Mm. That weird shot with his right foot in the first half, where it was mm-hmm. so bad he had to pretend he was injured uh, to save himself from the embarrassment. Yeah. Um, we had, yeah, we had the nearly moment with Gregory and, and the ball going out of play that he couldn't keep in. Um, Berahino muscled uh, Santos off of it and and hit the side netting with a decent yep. effort. Yeah, and then Gregory hit the had one saved onto the bar as well. I think in terms of like goal scoring you know real goal scoring opportunities i think we we, we did probably edge that mm-hmm. in both halves mm-hmm. there's only one moment like uh, one moment I, I kind of felt was there's a couple of moments that felt kind of a little bit scary uh one i'll, I'll get to just to kind of mop up my notes in the first half yeah. there uh the half hour mark bolton break played into i don't know bolton strike was back to the goal i don't know whether that was doyle Probably. And then he kind of worked to kind of turn it around, and that was Palmer who's actually there to did well. Yes, to get a that was that was really good defending from Palmer. That was really good really defending good. from Palmer. Pretty um, poor defending from everybody else to let Doyle, Doyle roll them, but um, thankfully Palmer did a great job. Question for you, Rich, on the thirty-fourth minute mark, Gregory fouled on the edge of the box. Mm, I I'm struggling to remember that incident in particular. I thought he was kind of pulled over. Okay. By yeah. the Bolton defender was. Um, like they said in the commentary, Robert Neal said, I don't think that's a penalty, but I, I thought it was more of a free yeah. kick on the edge of the With box. The... Anyway, I wanted to bring that up because when I was watching, I was like, eh, you know, I thought it was okay. That was the great header from Gregory you mentioned on the 36th minute. Bannon did a really lovely cross, kind of curled, whipped in. We seem to get yeah. a lot of joy from kind of attacking when we seem to be attacking the uh the away end and we seem to kind of whip some balls like bannon did that i remember like johnson did a really good cross yeah as well um coming in and then picking out the man kind of just on the edge of the box 
that seems to be some kind of real decent effect for us. And yeah, I, I thought it was just kind of tips behind for a corner, but you said it was tipped onto the bar, you think? I think it was tipped onto the bar, but, I, you know, um, mm. it, it's uh, it's a slight difference one way or the other, but it was it's a very good header. Everything he does seems to go through the middle of the goal, which I don't know whether it's like a hedge your bets type thing, but... Mm. Um, it's been at the heart of some frustrating moments for him thus far. Yeah. But he really got, that was a great header because it's a nice ball from Bannon, but he's quite a long way out from the goal. And he got a lot of whip onto his header. He got a lot of pace onto it. He really did, yeah. A long way out. He was sort of closer to the edge of the box than he was the goal. Much Mm -hmm. closer. And I think the only thing outside of that, you know, you've mentioned Berahino whipping into the side netting. Again, we seem to do well on that kind of left flank, and there seems to be like a lot of kind of long balls, which we remember like the uh, the goal against Wigan seemed to be like that kind of long yeah. kind of down by the byline. Gregory did, uh, you know, against in the goal against Wigan for Patterson, did amazing work to kind of hold it up and stroke it across. This time it was Berahino, who was actually just, just seems to be like, it's interesting because I, I don't think we are, I think in some ways we're a little bit unwise to some of the things that happen in this division. Yeah, um, but we seem to sometimes have like some real steel, some real metal to us. Yeah, and I think that's something to be appreciated amidst uh, amidst some stuff that's been quite disappointing. I must say, but have Barry Hino hold off. I think he could have done a little bit better. It was a bit but rushed. He obviously sold the keeper because the keeper was diving to the middle of his goal, so he sort of done given him the eyes. I think. But it was the yeah, it was the finish itself that let him down, unfortunately. Mm. But now I wonder if that's one of those areas where because we've talked about how our players seem to go. There's these classic sort of fouls you get where you just kind of wait for a contact and fall over, and it's not really a foul, but it is a foul, and it gets given in the in the Premier League and the Championship. It's just like that thing where people moan about it. It's becoming a no-contact sport, you know? Um, that, that sort of moan. But I think in League One, you don't get those sort of fouls. But I suppose the flip side of that as an attacker, where you get to use that against the opposition, is those moments where they are they're trying to jockey the ball out of play because normally you touch them, they fall over and they get a foul. But in League One, you're not getting those fouls. So... We're actually using that to our advantage, and when when the ball is rolling that slowly, let, yeah, let's muscle them and let's let's uh, let's make some moments out of them. Mm-hmm. What did you think? How did they? Um, how did that free kick at the death of the first half look for you? I, from my angle, it looked like it was it looked like it was in from Bolton. Yeah. That was yeah, it looked and and Wildsmith would not have Wadsmith dived too late. Like he figured out what was happening too late. Like if he if it had got if it'd been on target, Wildsmith starts diving as it crosses the line. So that that was um no that was a decent it was very close um and had a had a good uh, a good whip on it definitely. Mm-hmm. But thankfully thankfully missed I don't know whether I thought it was a foul though to be honest. No, I thought it was a foul, I think, from what okay, I kind of recall. But uh, no, that's more kind of concern. I mean, that was probably only the three moments we had some mini kittens from Bolton. Yeah. 
Did he have any shots on target? They must have had. I mean, like, what's on target with a couple of soil things. In the half. Right. Which is a pretty poor effort, really. It was, it was a pretty easy save for. I know we had to clear it afterwards, but it wasn't exactly testing. Of Wildsmith was sort of lying on the floor and he kicked mm. it. Yeah, Flash Flashgo is telling me they had one shot and goal left of twelve goal attempts from Bolton. Yeah. While we had eight goal attempts, two on target. I think they might be calling some of their crosses goal attempts. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's the case, yeah. Because <laughs> you know that was like Declan John had one in the second half after we scored, and I think that was definitely. To be fair to Declan John, I definitely think that was a cross, but I feel like that might be getting counted as a as a shot. I don't know. I can't trust him because he's got two first names. <laughs> Declan Ooh. John and Gethin Jones. I mean, that's two pretty Welsh <laughs> Welsh sounding fullbacks right there. What were your thoughts about this game going into the, the halftime? I mean, it was not a particularly glamorous game of football. No. I, well, I, I did wonder. I thought, do we... I thought we were... I, I, did, I actually, in retrospect, think we did we did better than... At the time, I was thinking I was those Bolton chances were sticking in my mind. And I suppose the last thing happening being that free kick is is maybe part of that because you kind of you're by you you know your last impression of the half is this nearly nearly moment mm-hmm. um <clears throat> whereas maybe our, our moments were earlier on um although it doesn't look that way in terms of there's a graph for attack momentum luke which i think <laughs> is the, the version sofa sofa scores version of uh of maybe xg and um apparently it was all wednesday until that that uh, free kick for, for them. So maybe I'm maybe my impression was wrong. But I was sort of thinking maybe we would make a change at halftime. I wasn't sure where or what. Um, but uh, I, I was thinking we might because we might, it was a weird lineup. And when you do a weird starting lineup, you tend to have to fix it later. <clears throat> um, which proves your genius even more, really. Because you did it twice, but we did have to. <laughs> what did you think at halftime? What was your sort of impression of things? Um, I wondered about like the nature of being like it was the first half where I'm I'm not particularly impressed with what Sheffield Wednesday are doing. Um, but again, I'm I'm wondering and as they're thinking, well, to be kind of positive, I, I think I'm probably within a certain kind of headspace right now that I'm not the most optimistic for what Sheffield Wednesday are going to do in the game of football. So there's no great kind of expectation, really. Um, so I mean, outside of that, the thing I was thinking was it it can it will get better in the second half. Yeah. Like I, I think it's it's kind of very much a given, even if it's sometimes just a little bit a little bit less patchy. Or sometimes I think the play in the substitutions get strange from Sheffield Wednesday in the second half because it's Darren Moore, and that's yeah. what he seems to do. Yeah. Then we seem to sometimes the game opens up. So there's still some kind of odd opportunity for Wednesday to do something, which seemed huge considering Gregory chance aside, there wasn't really a great deal. Um, I do want to say like some mildly better Bannon corners. Did you think? Uh, they were kind of like just kind of looped into the mixer and then 
they were kind of punched out by the goalkeeper, but that seems seems a bit more positive than some of the stuff we usually see from him. I remember one of them hitting, going straight to the front, the man at the front post. <laughs> I can't remember any others. Ap- apologies, but maybe maybe they were better. I don't know, but I, 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 it just hasn't stuck in my mind. And well, I'm I'm kind of struggling for some positives, some yeah. praise. I'm going to be honest because it was, it was pretty. It was a pretty mid- middling game of football. Yeah, one thing is, I've I've got I've gone just for a bit of fun. I've um, I've got some Ian Everett quotes for us, but uh, it has reminded me, Dominic Iorfa was maybe a touch lucky to stay on the pitch today. They made a comment about that. Rob O'Neill said how he'd already picked up a yellow at one point. Well, he picked up a yellow and then he went through Kieran Lee on the edge of the box. Maybe that was what. Maybe that's where they got their free kick. I'm maybe piecing together memories from different moments, but. Um, I thought Kieran Lee had really done us a favour by jumping up and not making a fuss. Because I think if he'd rolled around, and this referee, by the way, um, a real sassy chap, really loved his work. There was a, there was a, there was a, you know, there wasn't a moment missed to strut his stuff in front of that Hillsborough crowd. He was really enjoying his time. He particularly had a very nice shoulder roll for the uh, the ball moving. At the free kicks, he pulled the ball back two or three times for that, um, and uh, and a bit of a like uh, I think at one point he gave a goal kick, and it was it was a whole body movement to give the goal kick. The bomb was shaking, the left arm went up. It was almost like um, night fever. <laughs> ah 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 ah! Goal kick to Sheffield Wednesday. Goal kick to Sheffield Wednesday. He was a real, yeah. He was a he. He he'd missed his calling on. Uh, oh dear! Quickly come dancing. <clears throat> um. Anyway, sorry. That was <laughs> by the bar. Um. I mean, so, I, I, I. You said change at halftime. I mean, I. I'm oddly glad that they were injuries. Not that I'm glad that anyone's injured. Just I just from one small perspective of like, if we're making a double defensive substitution. Yeah, at half time, then fuck me, then well, then it's all is lost. I'm afraid. <laughs> it's just that thing of I suppose you almost get into the rhythm of because uh, Monk had, if you remember, Monk had a period of you know Dada esque starting lineups <laughs> where you were just like you know choose your own adventure, mm. uh, and then and then he had to fix it. And sometimes it would be like a sub after half an hour. Sometimes, and it was almost like he was creating disasters so that he could, you know, we talk about like save the cat moments in the film, and it's like <laughs> it, you don't get the applause for saving the cat if you've hung it from the tree in the first place, you know. Like <laughs> that's almost how this how this rhythm goes with managers, <laughs> like just to create a disaster, then solve it halfway through the game. Um. But yeah, so we get, we 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 made the two subs at half time, as we now found out, based on on injuries supposedly, which is um, it's two things, isn't it? Because it looks that like Hutchinson have we rushed him back? There were some rumours that Hutchinson had refused to play last week, but uh, the fact he's sort of limped off after at half time again in the next game afterwards does sort of make, and he limped off against Wigan does sort of make you think probably it's more to do with the fact he's injured. Um, 
I, I do think we have to question whether his legs can cope with playing in midfield. I just think yeah. it's not good. It's not good for his body at this stage. And if we want him to be a, an influence, if we want him to be a presence on the pitch, he can only play at centre back. It doesn't work being a being a midfielder. Mm. Um, and then also Gibson. So Gibson, Louis Gibbo, off at half time for the second game running, but this time unplanned and uh, you know going to need a scan during the week. So. They were replaced by Che Dunkley and Adoniran Denden, um, respectively. Uh, so another bit of a shake-up. We went to this kind of four at the back, sort of for, for, for a period of time, uh, a, a much more normal-looking back four, which I was quite pleased about. <laughs> um, and Adoniran does add a huge amount of energy and positivity to our midfield. He's Completely. He always wants the ball. He always wants to push on and, and make things happen. He had a couple of nearly moments where he really burst through their midfield, but just it wasn't presented with very many options and ended up kind of losing the ball a bit tamely, unfortunately, after that. Um. That Doyle chance was pretty early on, wasn't it, in the second half, where it sort of bobbled through to him. That was the 47th minute, right, I think? Yeah. That was the one I said, how did that stay out? Big clearance. Yeah. I thought that was a huge clearance from the rebound. I mean, yeah, I'm grateful Wildsmith saved it as opposed to palm it into his own net or just get yeah. out of the way of the path of the ball. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought the big thing was whoever saved it. I don't know if that was Ayofa or Palmer, really, at centre-back, who managed to kind of mop that up with a clearance. I um, think it might have been Hunt, actually. Okay, well, that's good. Thank Well, kudos to Jack Hunt. Mm. Um, speaking of mopping up, Ayofa managed to mop up for a fuck-up from Bannon on the 54th minute. Yes, yeah. Not good from Bannon. That was piss-poor. We just We don't seem to have any great conviction about keeping the ball. And a great deal. Well, Bannon almost gets off on nearly moments, doesn't he? Or, or mm. Like he likes riding that line, but sometimes you're going to get caught out doing that. And, and this time he was. He did his usual um, sort of Cruyff turn and was was outdone. Uh, and it sent sent them into a into a pretty decent looking attack until I offer. Thumping, amazing tackle. I mean, oh, he's yeah. in our box. He's on a yellow. <laughs> that is he needs to get it right. That, yeah, that is some cajones to do that <laughs> and to pull it to pull it off is fantastic. Um, I don't know. I mean, was it was there a huge amount of notes? Yeah. The- so I wanted to say, like, before the goal. So I, I don't know exactly what point this is. Fifty-four minutes. The next, I've got one bit here I'm not entirely sure but after that do you remember Kieran Lee had a chance yes yeah he sort of dawdled a little bit and then passed it behind Kachunga didn't he is that that chance or is it another no chance? I thought it was one which was kind of like a rebound and then it kind of oh it, yes it kind, yeah. of, it kind of seemed to hang for an eternity he had two didn't he yeah so we stared yeah. down the barrel of that yeah. curse of the X moment twice definitely we gave Doyle two guilt edge chances, and, mm-hmm. and and we gave we, we definitely had a couple for Kieran Lee as well. So what I want to say with that chance was I was really really disappointed with um with Adoniran for a second there. 
So this kind of reminds me, I've, I've just, uh, just before we did the podcast, I've just been playing some more disc golf and it reminded me a little bit of when I was watching a game, something that would happen to me when I played ultimate Frisbee at university. I know such a great comparison, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it? <laughs> um, but there'll be some moments where like, really, like you really have to make that pass and you have to make that interception. And if you're coming for the yeah. disc, you have to go with it from great conviction because there's a man behind you who's doing a man on man on man marking who's going to get there before you if you don't have the conviction so when the ball is spilling out and someone's looking to run onto it i don't want to see adoniram just staring at it which is what he no. fucking did yeah so I, I i i'm glad we have something in common Dan. Dan. you know but i rather it's not that i would rather it's not that <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you add that to his, he was very much at fault for the for the Oxford winner as well. Um, I, I don't really like him around our box, to be honest. It's not his, uh, not his job, I don't think, or not his, not his best, not his strong suit. Mm. So again, we're still looking for, we don't really have a good defence in midfielder, really. No. Okay, fucking hell. Although wow. I did see some, I was slightly uh, surprised not to see Luongo involved at all because the the happy shiny training ground video from this week had Luongo going through some pretty full on training drills. Well, he's hoping that it's not forever before he comes back, before yeah. he leaves probably Sheffield Wednesday because we can't keep paying his wages. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, he goes he goes to Perth Glory. Um, I thought the 63rd minute, so, uh, you know, he's not a full line, he's not a quarter line, he's half a line. Um, I was fortunate, I thought we got a free kick for his dive. I thought it was a free kick for him. Uh, I, You're against that. Yeah, I just think he. that's about the third one and he got caught this time. Interesting, because I, I think later on, like, was it Patterson who dived? Apparently, um, Depo got one for diving. Depo got one for diving, and I'm like, "Are you just trying to like even things up even from up, early?" Yeah. It had that well, feeling. Again, the ref it. had a really fun take on the dive motion. He's he's got um he's got EFL on Quest recording. So Colin Murray and so Colin Murray and Clint, Clinton Morrison can make a, a glib <laughs> little comment about that. That's all we see for the advert. Yeah, so by the way, at half time, I don't know if you get this, you get adverts for EFL on Quest. Okay. It's just a compilation of them just making shit jokes. <laughs> uh, this referee, bruv, he had some really good moves for the moving ball. When the ball was moving, he was moving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's funny around that moment. I think it was literally just before it happened, I literally just thought to myself, you know what? This is a this isn't a particularly great game. If we get a goal, we could just nick this. And guess what? We've, guess what? Indeed. Guess what happened? Well, guess what happened next? Out of nowhere, <laughs> we profit from a free kick that Barry Bannon didn't take. Yeah, what a surprise! <laughs> and Palmer took it long. Patterson, you know, nodded it on. Berahino kind of. 
fumbled out a kick out wide to Hunt. Flick. Let's let's give him the benefit of a flick. It was a goal after all. Okay, let's do that. Hunt just did absolute magic just to get the ball at his feet, kind of dribble it in, drill it it across, absolutely put it on the plate. Gregory just needs to connect with it, and that's what he did. Yeah. And there we go. Great, great goal. I want to say pinball wizardry. Yes. It it was very pinball-esque, actually. It was. It was. Or, um, oh, dear, what's it called? The machine with the... Rube Goldberg effects. Yeah. Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. It was. It was Rube Goldberg-esque. Well, I, I made that note in a previous episode when I said Rude Goldberg machine, right? Because yes, we've had that. I think that's yeah. been a, it's been a episode title. So I'm just going to call this one Pinball Wizardry, Rich. Beautiful. No, I'm, I'm for it. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic. Great finish. What a, what a goal. What Just getting it forward so quickly. And just being first to every ball there. That's, I mean, that's what it gets you. <laughs> I, I, I did it as a sort of snide remark, but honestly, the fact that Bannon was not involved made that, that like that would not have happened. Bannon would have dawdled, he would have passed it to Dunkley, and it would have ended up with, back with Wildsmith. The fact that Palmer took it quickly was the was the the biggest difference in all of that. Right. Which Everything is else is yeah. helpful afterwards, but we didn't let them settle. We didn't let them set up. Which is the overall, overarching criticism, right, of Barry Bannock? Well, I think just in general, like since Car, like since Carlos, and I suppose Bannon is the main perpetrator. But why don't we sometimes try with a free kick? Sometimes put it long and put the centre backs up. Just sometimes. Hmm. Changing things up makes defending more difficult. If you always do the same thing, it's, it's pretty you might get away with it the first time, but the, you need to be either really, really good at it or I'm going to stop you doing it because I know what you want to do. Or exceptionally lucky on the second, second occasion. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. But no, great. Absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, lovely goal all round. Great work from Jack Hunt. I'm so pleased to see him back in the fold. And I, I mean, it's a, it's a shame it's taken all these weeks to get back to it, but this is, you've got three or four of the five parts of the defence that were so good at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Dunkley looks more comfortable here. He looked even more comfortable when Doyle That is came. fair, that is fair. Um, which I, I think I want to get onto my comment Oh, actually, let's. I'll put an. I'll put a pin in this, and I want to kind of come into this. Let's just, let's just kind of mop up the rest of the checks. I had okay. barely any kind of notes. Yeah, Brown did a really great tackle on the seventy-first minute. Yeah, you know Bolton providing a bit of pressure. Bolton making a triple change. Yeah, and then Shadipo comes on for Brown. Eh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'd rather see Brown on the pitch, but if it's legs, whatever. Yeah. Uh, longest stoppage period ever. That was was about it. My comment about Bolton Wanderers, Rich. Bolton looked like a team who was starting Elias Kachunga. (laughs) Yes, yeah. For positive and for negative. Yeah. They look look exceptionally lightweight. Like, I'm really glad that there's a home for Kieran Lee. I'm glad that he's still playing football. You know, he's lost a yard of pace, but he was always kind of a fairly spry player. He's yeah. looking spry. 
I'm glad he's fit. I'm glad he's doing what he does best. Yeah, it's great, yeah. it's great to see, and I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are from what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I'm glad he didn't come back and haunt us and bite us on the bum. Um, but it feels very much like a team where Kieran Lee can do well, and I think Bolton will be fine. I think Bolton, they may do better than us. I probably give more probability of them doing better than us. They may do worse. They'll win more games than they'll lose, but they look a lightweight team. They look they've got a game in, yeah, they've got a game in hand over us, at, but we're on the same points at this point. I know that's I know it's a very early days, but um no, inter- yeah, interesting. I mean I, I thought at times they looked like a good unit, but it, Kieran Lee is the is the standout player. Uh, undoubted well on this performance anyway undoubtedly but what this felt like once we went ahead (laughs) i was rolling back the years and it was like a good carlos defensive you know the shut the doors and windows type performance because we just held our shape really well we controlled all the threats and we just waited till they got bored and played a stupid pass that went straight out of play we were so unruffled by by them, particularly after their changes. I think Bakayoko is exactly the sort of player that Che, che Dunkley has made a career out of owning. It's like, oh, he's just a big guy, is he? Yeah, I've got that. Like, I know how to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> These guys that run round me and run between my legs and stuff, uh, that sort of freaks me out. But yeah, big guy. We have a little bit of a wrestle. I win. That's that's what happens. He couldn't have looked more comfortable when Bakioko came on. What uh, a what a huge praise though for Shay Dunkley. Yeah, that uh, that like I'm saying to you, like this Bolton team look powder puff. They don't look. They have any physicality. There's usually a couple of bruisers who will in this league m- make you fucking hurt. Yeah, and just did not come from Bolton at all. I didn't see any of that. So, you know, great that you're creating a cultured cultured footballing team, but I was just like, you guys are so lightweight. Did, did you not think though, Luke? Hmm. Um, I know you're saying that about the game and I would tend to agree with you. Hmm. But... Thank you. For an alternative take... Um, <laughs> you look at Ian Evans' points. <laughs> <laughs> It's very rare for me to be speechless, to be honest. We've had we've sat quiet for a few minutes in there. I needed time to think because I don't know whether to have a go at them or praise them. I don't think we can have a go at them. To come here and dominate the game, the full game, not just the half, and play like this is exceptional. We've created chance after chance after chance and just not taken it. We have to stay positive. We weren't creating these chances. Uh, so I feel like whoever we play, I don't care if it's Sunderland or Sheffield Wednesday, home or away, Wigan home or away, we can easily score six. That's not arrogance. It's based on clear-cut opportunities we're creating. At the moment, we either score four or five or none, and the game looks exactly the same. <laughs> do you think Do you think the interesting thing is, like, as of many, of many Englishmen, we look across at our fellow countrymen who are deemed to be some of the best to ever do it, Rich. You can look at Paddy Considine, you can look at Benedict Cumberbatch, but do you think the better actor of them all is Ian Everett? <laughs> do you want his final little spicy nugget, which is picked out by Alex Miller as well? But uh, 
we've we've loaned them the three points. They still have to come to our place. <laughs> these these are a separate three points, Ian. <laughs> we've got these. These are ours now. We've got these. <laughs> these are ours. Yeah. There'll be a separate three points that you can contest us if for. You, if you win both of them, you get six. You know. At the Home Bargains Emporium, whatever the fuck it's called in Bolton. <laughs> the Home Home Bargains Bin Dippers Anonymous. I'll tell you who isn't a home bargain. Elias Kachunga. Yeah. Hey, uh, he's terrible. I, I bet you, I bet you get a good rate on half a lion. <laughs> I'll just go for the full lion bar, thank you. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but. So I've got. To, so I think it's worth. We've got to note that's um, well done, Joe Wildsmith today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I only one save to make, but I th- he did come bravely and claim something early doors. His kicking was pretty decent all game. It was um, a pretty assured presence back there, which is really nice to see. His long kicks looked decent. He wasn't terrible on the short stuff. No. Um. I, I think it's real. I really like the fact that you're giving some kudos to Shay Dunkley. I think you know. I don't think there'll be many days like this, but let's let's give him a little let's give him a little yeah. clap. Let's give him a little round of applause on this one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> stupid joke about Shay Dunkley. Do you know how Shay is uh, as home of in the French? Oh yeah. I wish he would be like this. This is Shay Dunkley. <laughs> like, this is my house. I wish he'd do that more often, but he doesn't. Annoyingly, um, no, they they were good. I'm glad. Yeah, the defense did well. The defense did well. Like there was still work to yeah. do against Bolton. Um, the other thing outside of that, what am I going to say? I think uh, should we go on to man of a match? Yeah, I'm going to go to Gregory. I think that's fair. I yeah. said at halftime to my brother. I said this is one of. I think I kind of made it as a bit of a damning indictment, but I said this is one of Gregory's better games. I think it's Weirdly, one of his top three, think... top three performance for Wednesday, I think, so far. Mm. Weirdly, I think playing that kind of like playing off the wing type idea, I think that really suits him. Because mm. I think it lets him... We've talked about how physically he's not, he's not a powerhouse sort of forward in this he's not a power bottom you know no he's not he's not <laughs> forward in this league like that every team has got two center backs if not more that dwarf him and will easily win headers against him but being able to play on that play off the wing it means he can go play off a fullback which generally are they're not going to be as big they're not going to be as uh, dominant in the air. So he gets to win some headers, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And he gets to drift around. I think it, we talked about how uh, we don't seem to have a huge amount of fluidity and movement, but I think Gregory likes you know, keeping his keeping the defenders guessing by moving around. And and it, it, once again today, we saw him like swapping positions with Jaden Brown a couple of times, swapping positions with Berahino. So... Um, yeah, I like it. I like when he's got a bit more to his remit than just that kind of forward line because I I, I do think that's where his weaknesses lie. Uh, but when he's, yeah, he's able to kind of play the field a little bit up there. It suits him, it suits us. And then if he can bring his presence to bear in the middle at the right moments, which 
he, ne he nearly did twice, but he certainly did uh, at least one time with the goal. Yeah, more power to him. Lovely stuff. Um, I loved watching Kieran Lee today. We, we're sort of, uh, I mentioned we've been in a temporary new seating position, but it means we're a bit higher up. We get that kind of tactical, isometric view of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, just, he never stops moving. He's always looking for pockets of space. He's always, if he's waving his arms, he's trying to just trying to get you to pay attention to him so that he makes space for his fellow players. If he's being quiet, he's probably sneaking into a position to hurt you. Um, lovely to see him in such fine fettle. Uh, I, I think it was the right decision to get rid when we had. We'd we'd lost so much. He just wasn't available for so much of the of of the seasons before we we let him go. But it's nice to see him still able to 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 do the thing here in uh, in League One. Uh, and I'm very very pleased that he didn't take the best of his of his two chances and uh, hurt us for it because it meant that we could mm -hmm. clap him clap him around the pitch at the end and, and say a proper goodbye to him, which I, I don't think we got to do the first time around. So no, that's a big nice. thing. That was. Uh... That was a, a good observation made by Joe Crown at halftime. It's basically just the fact that, you know, because he was because he's released by Wednesday in the pandemic, you know, Wednesday fans have never had a chance to say goodbye to him. So And we I mean, I I love Kieran Lee. <laughs> Absolutely loved yeah. him. Yeah. And there was undoubtedly a period of time, maybe two or three seasons, where he had a case for being the best midfield player outside of the Premier League. Wow. You know when he he was good anyway, and then when he just added goals to his game, just took it up a whole other level. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, it was so sad that he's had such such problems with injuries. But yeah, lovely to see him back. Lovely to be able to say goodbye to him and uh, and to do that having won as well. It's just even tastier because it would have been a bit bittersweet if. Uh, if he'd grabbed an all-important goal, which we were very much worried that was going to happen. Good stuff. Any more? I'm just having a fun time looking through some of the patter from uh, from uh, <laughs> Big Cuddly Daz. On, uh... Okay, nice. Oh, maybe we'll just have a little bit of a... Maybe we'll just we'll enjoy what it is today, right? Because this is this is three points. Let's let's be yeah. let's enjoy enjoy a decent goal. Nice three points, clean sheet. You know, I'm happy for the defenders. I'm happy for Wildsmith. Definitely. Uh, under the article, praise for Gre section of Domhausen's post-match interview with Darren Moore. Praise for Gregory is a title. Yeah. I am pleased for Gregory. He worked absolutely tirelessly in this game. We <laughs> only had Thursday and Friday to work in the formation. We will play different through formations throughout the season. We might play a different formation next week. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Is that the sort of Marvel post credit scene that sets up? <laughs> a bit, isn't it? <laughs> the, the Darren Moore cinematic universe. <laughs> Yeah. He missed, I mean, really, they did miss a trick in not casting him as Thanos. 
<laughs> I love the idea of the Darren Moore cinematic universe. He snapped his fingers and half of Wednesday's game plan disappeared. <laughs> oh, superb. So we've got a little run of away games now, haven't we? We've got two away games in a... Have we now? Have we? Have we got a game, have we got a game midweek? Not this week. We've got AFC Wimbledon next Saturday and then uh, <laughs> Cambridge midweek next week. Or week after next. Can you tell <laughs> Can you tell me more, uh, more mispronounced <laughs> football teams? AFC Wimbledon. 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 Cambridge. And that's before we're home to Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. The imps. Those imps. Oh, those cheeky little imps. Yeah, so there we go. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll report back on, on our trip to... That's sort of, you know, a plucky. Uh, you've got to have a soft spot for AFC Wimbledon, haven't you, really? I guess you do, yeah. Not enough to not want us to go and absolutely ruin them. <laughs> but... Tear them a new one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope that happens. Where do, uh, where do Wimbledon play? It's a good question, isn't it? Or oh, Plough Lane. Final taking the sights. Also, final comment about Darren Moore's. Um, Darren Moore's clearly got some uh, blindness. Diamond Bolton, we have beaten a very good team today. They are the best team I've seen us play this season. I saw that in his clearly. Uh, clearly, it. must have confused him with Plymouth Argyle. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think. Well, it may be a different thing they're quoting, but the video that's on our website, he says they're the best team that we've seen come here to Hillsborough. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Which is a different comment, isn't it? Because, yeah, Plymouth absolutely tanned our hides for us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Ryan Lowe, you really removed the tyres from our car. (laughs) <laughs> if only we'd paid you that fiver you insisted on <laughs> oh do we have any uh, listeners in the uh, in the greater, greater Merseyside area who we need to apologize not anymore okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear when you go to Chester, there's those, they're so sweet on the announcing. They go, uh, every team that comes to go, thank you very much for coming along to, you know, whoever it is, Charlie, thank you very much for coming along and taking part in today's fixture. And we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. And uh, that's what you want to do with AFC Wimbledon, don't you? Just like spank, beat them 5 0 and then go, best of luck for the rest of the season, boys. <laughs> Oh, and on that note, Luke, I will say best of best of luck for the rest of the week. So look for the rest of the week, everybody. There we go. See you.